0: What's up, it's your pal once gets Thodakus, and this is the Bar's low Every episode we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. Last week we talked about cars porn, and now it's time to continue the Dixar series. We talked about theoreticals. We talked about different interpretations of car anatomy and procreation. We talked about the subjective, stuff that was up to one's imagination, but this week we were talking about motherfucking finding Nemo porn. Cars aren't sentient or alive. Fish sure are. Therefore, we're gonna actually be able to address the accuracy or lack thereof on the part of these writers, which will be kind of refreshing, actually, considering the mind fuck that was car circumcision. So I usually like to get right into things, but I'd like to go over fish mating a little bit before we start, because I think we all need a little lesson on that. So yes, the majority of fish do reproduce sexually, but no, that does not necessarily mean that they fuck. It means that there are two parents involved, rather than one, that asexually clones. The female fish lays the eggs, and then the male comes along and fertilizes them. It is an external process. Many of them do not fuck, and those are the type of fish we are mostly discussing today. Fish that do not fuck. Fish have these things called vents, which is where eggs sperm and waste come out of. Some fish have little things similar to dicks. I mean, I couldn't find per species specifics, but we're gonna talk about sharks later, believe me. So let's talk about clownfish in particular, because they are very similar toward hell. They reproduce externally, and this was represented in the movie with Nemo's hundreds of potential siblings and their eggs getting killed, so that's why it's only him. However, they neglected how clownfish begin their lives as male and can end up female. I mean, I guess it would be a little weird to put in a kid's movie, but it's never too early to start pushing the gay agenda. <laughs> so a school of clownfish will always have a dominant female that mates with the dominant male, while everyone else in the school does not mate. If she gets removed, Somehow the most dominant male will change sex to take her place and then someone else has to move up in the hierarchy to be her mate I don't really know how this would work out for Marlin because he's a hermit and all and clownfish really only change sex to fit the school's needs But now let's talk about sharks cuz we're gonna read fucking shark porn in here too cuz fuck you that's why So, yes, sharks have two penises, they're not exactly dicks, they're called claspers, and they're similar enough that I'm gonna call it a penis. Because they develop along each pelvic fin, and the pelvic fins are paired, so are the penises, but they only use one at a time. And sharks fuck. It's not external like fish. Sharks fuck hard. Some of them are egg-laying, but others, like the great whites, give live birth, and the babies are called pups. So, I wanted to find some spicy Dory Hank erotica, but they're all humanized or pretty G-rated as far as I could tell, which is surprising considering so many people are into tentacles apparently. So without further ado, let us dive into the horrors of what the internet has in store for us. Let's get to the porn. So this first author today has a lot of fun emo fic, like a lot. The vast majority are rated K and look wholesome, we don't deal with that pussy shit here on the bars, low, outside of the occasional relief episode. And by my god, nothing about Dixar has to do with relief. So we are diving straight into that M-rated shit. This is a Marlin Bruce fic. Yeah, that's right. Do you remember the fish mating lesson from earlier? Good, because... I don't think I need to say this, and I hope you could have figured it out beforehand that this shit would never happen in the wild. But let's find out what happens when someone who writes almost exclusively fluff tries to write fish shark porn. First things first, I would think that someone who has a total of 300 fanfictions on their account and writes this often would know how grammar works and at least be a decent writer. But I was wrong. Anyways, you've got Marlin just going for a swim, and he runs into Bruce. He's still kind of scared of him, as one would be when it comes to a shark. But Bruce, however, is fallen in love, bitch. I don't know where. Bruce is just like Marlin. have you ever loved the boy so the thing here with a lot of fan fiction and a lot of things actually is it's just like oh we're different species well i just overlook that it's the whole gay thing that's weird not that i'm a great white shark who wants to fuck a con fish why are interspecies relationships so more acceptable in media than gay relationships it honestly pisses me off and so Marlin turns red at this question isn't he like already red though so bruce kisses him. I guess two fish could theoretically kiss, but the size difference here, I'm not sure how that works. Marlin probably die, especially if it's a passionate, which is what the author is hitting at here. There's this weird licking scene, and Marlin gets this little fish boner, and I crave death. So, the author is indeed aware of the double shark dick, and there's just really a lot of licking and kissing in this, not much sucking and fucking. You can really tell this author is a fluff person, because there's lots of feelings like, oh, I'm falling in love during this sex, and this person won't say cock, just, for the love of god, say cock when you're writing erotica, pro-writing tip from your pal once gets She also says member during the fic, and then won't even say penis in the the end about sharks having two dicks. I guess that's how it be sometimes. Now you know, there's poorly written fish and shark porn out there. Not sure why this exists, but okay, wasn't super nasty, but that's about to change. Next up, I know that I just gave a whole lecture on fish mating, but this one here, actually isn't going to be about that. The concept could have been a great dark fic had it been written differently, with subtlety. The right author could have made this great. So Nemo's just chilling one day, when a fish comes and leads him to a group of his old friends from the tank and whatnot. A reunion should be nice, right? Well, no. They have business to discuss. One of them tells Nemo and Marlin that the dentist girl, who we already knew was a sadist, is now going above and beyond. What do you think that she's doing? Well, she's putting fish in her pussy to masturbate. Now that's only half of it, That's just the exposition. They've got bird spies or some shit, so they know this girl's going surfing, or surging as they say, in a few days. And they've got a pal called Miss Puffy who's willing to sacrifice herself to take out this threat. So what happens? What happens is that Miss Puffy, who I guess is an OC, approaches this girl while she's on her surfboard and swims up her vagina. Now, most people are freaked the fuck out when something so much as touches their leg in the ocean, myself included. But this bitch crazy, we already knew that, but she real crazy because she's getting off to this. Miss Puffy, meanwhile, lets herself well, puff up inside the pussy and she dies and takes the girl with her. So, props for originality? Not what I expected to find when I was picking out fix for this episode, but you never know. You never know what you're gonna find. Whether that's a story about a fish swimming up your pussy, or an actual fish in your pussy. God, I hope that second one never happens. Alright, so next up, we're gonna get to some crack fic before we return to seriousness for our final fic. This is the first installment in a series called Dory's Fun Lesbian Trilogy, the rest of which does not exist yet, so we're just doing this one. There are some pretty bad fish puns in here that made me angry, but... Dory finds herself in a lesbian strip club and can't remember how she got there, but who's she to turn down some fish pussy? Some... Bussy. Well, there's a line forming, and she asks a parrotfish what it's for, and she says that clams will suck on your most sensitive scales for 10 bits. Alright, great, now I have to think about fish currency in addition to fish sex, cause some fish fuck, yeah, but what is a bit? Fish don't have fucking currency, how do they like carry it and earn it? What is fish economics like? Oh, I am overthinking this shit, but... The fish starts making out with her because she's very impatient, and I guess scales are just really what does it for fish. It's not very specific about where the onlunkers are touching when they are casually masturbating to this display, but I imagine the human equivalent to this just being kind of like someone rubbing their own sides or their back or something and being like, oh yeah, baby, this is hot. So Dory gets to the front of the line and gets six clams licking her at once. There's rimming, there's all sorts of sensitive scales they're licking, it's wild. They have an hourly rate. and she does not last that long but she doesn't get her money back because fuck her I guess. So the sequel for this is open for Dory to fucking orca that enters the club at the end. She gets super possessive because ain't no one knows whales like her. So yeah there's already shark on fish porn in this episode but this size difference? My god I don't even know how the fuck that's gonna work. I don't want to know and I am never going to know. All right so this next one there's no way I can do this one justice without reading it. It's total crack, and it's also somewhere between funny and tasteless. But there's enough funny in it for me to read it. So let's just go for it. Summary. Dory gets a boob and ass job and wants to sex Nemo. Will she give in to her passions? Work text. Dory was going for a walk, her high heels crushing the pitiful coral beneath her. After her adventures, she decided that her mother was a nagging bitch and her father a pussy-whipped creature, so she renounced any feminism and became an ugly-hearted megahore, whose life revolved only around men. She did not an ass and boob transplants They gave her a humongous butt and giant knockers ass well as a deal with Ursula to get fine legs and a dripping pussy that contaminated the ocean water with sex hormones. I like the crossover there. <laughs> now she walked on the sea bottom having sex with whatever male fish appeared. Oh, rape me, please. I would love to be raped, she moaned horistically to Gil. He complied with much gusto, but he just came in her face because most fish lack penises. Dora got very mad, so she took out a knife from her- (laughs) from her buttocks and cut him up. She got very pouted like an animu girl, her mammaries jiggling in the ocean zero gravity. She then walked sexily like Bayonetta to the anemone where Nemo and his father Marlene lived. Yes, Marlene changed his gender and sex because he is a clownfish. They become female when they want, so now Marla was having sex with her son, licking his giant well-endowed man penis while she rubbed her sordid vagina on her face, watching and turbating from hell. Oedipus shed a single tear, but Dorothy didn't like. She hated that Mavilda stored away the only man with a dick in the whole of the Austrian sea all to herself. Her implanted boobs jiggled with hatred, like in fairy tale, so hard that they bumped against the anemone and gave her a shock, frying her fishy nipples. That does it screamed Daria jealously, you will both die. Darla, dear, that is bad manners, said her parents. She took out a pair of scissors from her pussy and cut her mother's face, then ripped out her fins and shoved them in her rotted anus. She then frenched her father and stabbed him in the eye, sucking the fluid from the orb with much pleasure. Finally, she shoved his head into her tits and forced them into his mouth, clogging his gills and drowning him to death. Dorna took immense pleasure in the holy murder of her parents. She hated them and loved to see their socially progressive souls in hell. Dharma then defected a rod of pure shit and stuck it between the anemone ten kettles The shit got electrified and turned into a vibrator, which he then shoved on Mala and Nemp's mouths. Oh, so good chocolate bars, moaned Nemo caustically, stroking his enormous horse stick. Dolly got mad. She tried to grab Nemo, but her hand got electrocuted, her scaly skin blackening like cooked sardine scales. Ha 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 ha, ha. How you fucks yourself, Doric Schornhine- Chops cackled Marvel evilly. Her transgendered knockers were a billion times larger than Dormammus. Dolores shouted in anti-feministic, irrational anger. She jumped and she didn't care if she got fired anymore. The anemone lightning bolts turned her boobies into fish sticks. She got even more angry because now all her sex work was for nothing. Also the silicone in her implants was alchemically transformed into lead and began poisoning her body, making it decay. Still. Amidicus still had enough strength to fight. She began being a Marlene with a candor of a thousand stars, creating bubbles of light like a mantis shrimp that burned her evil clown faces. All of this was much liking to Nemo. He was a misogynistic 13-year-old and perv who loved to see women fight for his cock pleasure. He masturbating his gigantic penis hornfully, his sexy toes rubbing against the anemone tentacles like in some Shota pics I saw. He began pentriculating his anus with immaculate soft fingers, rubbing his prostate like a button of ages, activating his megalust desires. He took a piece of cheesecake and rubbed it all over his hotness-prepubescent body, finding immense delight in his own masturbation, even ignoring the woman fighting so hard to get his cock. All that fuckery was observed by Rudder, the gay sea lions that wanted to rape Nemo and teach him a lesson not to mistreat women, but how would they reach him? That prayer was answered with holy light the anglerfish came out of the depths with her majestic blaze she was told by the women fish that Durga had mistreated and killed others in other to become a slave to men that made the light feminist creature very outraged morally and ethically so she cast a power beam of light that burned the anemone's tentacles and Dora's pussy and... "'You shitty feminazi, you will die!' cried Dora very meanly and horistically, licking her putrid lips like a megahore, her face like Elsa in the let-it-go scene. She then snapped Magali's neck and threw her corpse at the angelfish, but to no avail. It too caught fire. Now this was the chance that the sea lions had been waiting for. They dove in and grabbed Nemo by the wrists.' because Nemo has wrists, and began fingering his ass with their gigantic fingers. Get your hands off me, faggots, cried Nemo in ecstasy and lust. They didn't listen. They fisted his humongous child cock and sucked on it with their canine muzzles of pleasure. Rudder then revealed his almost as huge cock, which he then shoved on Nemo's mouth, who sucked it like a baby of lust. No, my enslaving man is not a forget," cried Damodar hatefully as she lunged at them. She, like all anti-feminist women, was a homophobic and really wanted Milo Jan- I can't pronounce that guy's name. To enslave all other gay men, but her efforts were to no avail. Flute casted a spell, and a tornado swept her away into the sky. No! cried Donatron. But it was too late. She fell into the ocean's surface and hit a coral, cracking all her bones that protruded from her ass. With a dying breath, Diogenernus died and was sent to hell, where she was properly dressed forever and was flat chested without a booty—a hateful punishment befitting such a disgusting whore. Rudder and Fluke took turns raping Mingo's ass with their enormous cock, made him their sexual slave pet until the universe ended, boys and girls. The end! As I ask with many other fics, why does this exist? But our last fic is serious. I do not necessarily mean that it's the most graphic or that the author was unironically jerking off to this or something. I mean it was written better than anything else we've covered today and it has a plot and emotions and philosophical discussion in it. This is a comic of age story that climaxes in fish sex. So Nemo. After the events of the movie, when he gets back to the reef, he loves to tell people his story. He really gets a kick out of it. He's told it so many times that he's prepared for all the questions that people ask him, but up until now, no one's asked what happened to Gil. Squad goes down to the drop-off for the end of the school year, but Nemo gets left alone, as he wants to, in this case. He's hearing some voices, so he retreats to an anemone at the edge of the reef. He thinks he hears Deb from the tank, and he's like, oh shit, what if they escape? He thinks he's hallucinating when he runs into Gil and his other tank buddies. They literally bump into each other. It's like low-key a meet-cute moment, even though they aren't meeting for the first time, obviously. The tank fish finally get to properly meet Marlon and Dory, and then they settle down in the reef. Alright, I have to talk about the weird sexual tension between Gil and Nemo. It doesn't even seem like sexual tension at first, but by God, it is. It will become sexual tension. So Nemo's just, you know, kind of like, notice me when Gil isn't paying attention to him. And there's this whole thing about how he's grown now. But Gil still calls him a kid, and it's like the only fish he's okay with doing that. It doesn't seem sexual or romantic. It doesn't need to be sexual or romantic, but it feels kind of forced that it becomes sexual and romantic. Gil is like a mentor figure to him, right? And their behavior so far would make sense if that was still the case here, but, uh, okay, not he and Gil have a scene together in Nemo's egg cave where Gil's like, Hey, are you scared? And Nemo's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. To which Gil says, well, you should be scared because the ocean's fucking scary. Amen to that. Oh my God. Gil is also scared, but less so than usual. And Nemo's like, I don't know, man. Living in constant fear doesn't seem like a good time. The one thought cathodic has experienced <laughs> constant fear. So the moral of the story really here is that we're more afraid when we're alone, like Nemo was before he made friends with the tank guys, and like Marlin was without Coral. That's why Gale's less afraid here. God damn it, I studied fish reproduction for this episode not fish psychology nemo is having growing up angst and he's wondering what moving out of his anemone will be like and he's having this chat with his pal tad from school i thought tad was the seahorse until i looked it up and i was like oh fuck now i'm gonna have to study seahorse reproduction all i know is that there's real life empreg with those motherfuckers note to all you empreg loving fucks don't fetishize gay and trans men just go write seahorse porn so Ted says that he can't move out until he finds a ladyfish to have children with, and they ain't happening for him yet. How do you know when you're ready to do that? That's the question here. So they do keep using the term make eggs, but only the female makes eggs. I guess they're referring to fertilized eggs though, but okay. This just in, apparently fish know about mammal reproduction down to fucking meiosis. Cause Mr. Ray's going through that shit in a lesson, even though Neo wants to ask more pertinent questions about his own reproduction. So he has the talk. The talk, you know what I'm talking about. The talk with his dad. And Marlin's just like, You can't make eggs with just any old girl. It has to be someone special. It has to be the right fish. And apparently, the most just thing about Neil, well, Marlin gets all mushy about his dead fish's wife. And Marlin's like, Oh, I can tell you've been thinking about this for a while. I'm glad you found a mate, son. Because clownfish only mature when they have, in fact, found a mate, if you'll recall from our introduction on fish reproduction. Good on you, author. This started off normal, but oh, here we go. Here we fucking go. I don't want to read about fish pedophilia, but this is what we signed up for. Nemo goes to see Gilb because he'd rather spend time and eat dinner with him than his dad or Dory so Nemo is like really weirdly direct he's like you never had a maid or kids have you Gil without even that much lead in and like you really are grown up when you have confidence like that honestly but I don't think you get someone to fuck you by asking them a bunch of questions but okay whatever works for you there's this really sexually tense moment where he's holding his fin against Gil's side and I just want to die and then he's like I'd have been a juvenile forever if I hadn't found a mate if I hadn't found you anyways you wanna fuck this whole time they're like rubbing against each other I don't think this can really be called sex because it's just them like erotically exploring each other's bodies it's not very graphic and there's no fish dick but this was written seriously Someone wrote Serious Finding Nemo Erotica and had it a serious ship. Like, don't get me wrong, this was actually written pretty well and brought up some important concepts. Like, who's going to think about Nemo growing up? This person is, and they explore his character and development through multiple dimensions. And there's some interesting philosophical stuff in there, especially, like, about the being alone thing, but the fish sex. I honestly feel like the romance didn't belong here. It's been a while since I've seen this movie, but... Isn't Gil more like a mentor to him than a fuck buddy? Oh well, this exists, and it's actually not terrible or graphic. Fortunately, yeah, there isn't a lot of serious Finding Nemo porn, at least that I dug up anyways, and not really super graphic shit. Apparently, people would rather fuck cars than fish, the more you know. But it looks like people want to fuck monsters the most, because next week, we're doing Monsters, Inc. After that, we are going to switch back to some non-Dixar episodes for a few weeks, but there will be more of the series in our future, because the pain does not end. So today we covered Alone Time by Brittany D.K. Miss Puffy by Fifty Shades of OMG. Clamsuck with two C's, of course, by Omegathist. Dory, Fighting Love by Carliero, And What It Feels Like by Simorine bars low is on instagram you can find us at the bars low with an underscore in between each word you can follow us so you know what's coming up next i'm your pal, when she this is the bars low thank you for joining me and that's all for today